Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. If you're checking out the podcast for the very first time, welcome. You could follow it on Twitter, that's at Kilgallen's Pub, as well as on Instagram, at Kilgallen's Pub. And you can follow me as well. I'm at Joe Kilgallen on all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that bullshit. Um, this is going to be a shorter podcast. Some news, not news, I guess, I don't know, some explanations need to be made, I suppose. Um... Two weeks ago, was it, on the podcast? Again, for those of you checking it out for the first time, it's probably a weird little way to get into this. Normally, I have some drinks with people. We get a little bit, you know, silly. We talk about random bullshit. Sometimes we talk about some serious stuff. It gets deep. It gets weird. It gets uh, sexual. It gets, you know, it's just, it's nonsense. It's like anything you talk about at a bar, you know? You go into a pub, you start talking about one thing, and all of a sudden, you're fighting. And then sometimes you talk about another thing and then you're crying. There hasn't been tears. Was there tears? Maybe one podcast. Anyway, um, if you want to get into it, you could go back and listen to all the previous episodes. They all stand alone. They're not like time sensitive or any of that nonsense. But uh, this one, I'm basically explaining myself a little bit because I promised two weeks ago that I was going to go twice a week, one solo episode because I've been getting great feedback on those. And then one in which I have a buddy or two in which I drink with. You know, I've been mostly drinking with comedian friends, but I've had a few non-comedians on as well. And um, stuff got a little, it was just, the calendar worked out in a way in which I just couldn't do a guest this week. Um, I'm recording this right now in my basement. It's election night across America. So it was another reason why it was hard to get somebody. A few of the guests I wanted to get ended up um, getting some some gigs. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll try to book a, a non-comedian for a change. Here's where my laziness played into that. When you book non-comedians, they need a little bit more of a, of a six-hour heads up. You know, That's the nice thing about doing stuff with comedians is that I know their schedule. They're easy to get on the fly for the most part, comedians, because, you know, oh, I've got a show tonight at, uh, at 9 o'clock. All right, cool, we'll do it right after. Yeah, cool, no problem. You're bringing alcohol? Yeah, well, I'm there. You know, it's, it's easy. But with regular people on other lines of work, who might be really interesting to drink with. I have a lot of fun drinking with them, almost more so than comedians in a lot of ways because the conversation gets a little bit broader than, you know, just people talking about like, oh, that crowd sucks, you know, shit like that. Anyway, though, uh, so I got a little bit backed up. Everything got messed up. So you're hearing one of just me for the second week in a row. I'm going to try to record another one. And see, and I'm going out of town on Thursday through Saturday. So maybe Sunday I could get one with a guest. I'm going to do my best, but what I might need to do is just have another one where it's just me, like you're hearing right now, and then starting next week, you know, the week starting November 11th, I believe that's the Sunday, then I'll put out two, one with a guest. Maybe I'll do two with a guest, you know? Maybe I'll bring back two guests. I don't know, I'll, but I'm definitely going to start getting on a more consistent schedule because, damn, if you want this thing to be big, people, you got to be consistent with it, right? I got to be consistent with it. That's what I mean by that. Because I can't be just doing one here or there or there. Because you'll get disinterested. You'll be like, oh, why, is there a new Kilgallen's pub this week? I don't know. I don't know what that motherfucker's doing. He's getting lazy. I don't want to support laziness. And I can't be that. I got I to gotta get the hustle back on. You know? I got I to gotta thank you, the listeners, for, for sticking with me through this rough 10-day patch. Not even a rough 10-day patch. It's like Halloween came through. And then you have to you know, have to take the little one out for trick-or-treating. And then I, you know, I had a great week of shows. So because of that, it made... My night's impossible, and then I try to work some out during the day. Anyway, but this is what I signed up for, so no complaints here. How are you guys doing? You good? Um, you can't answer that because this is a podcast, and that's not how that shit works. I think I need to talk about murder more on this podcast. 
You guys notice like the biggest, some of the biggest podcasts going right now are about murder? Or it's about people just, you know, regurgitating the same political thoughts over and over again? That's what I, I got to really, you know, I'm starting to look at ways where I'm like, you know, how do I, how do I expand the, the listener base of this old podcast here, you know? And I think other than just, I just got to keep being me, you know, getting the guests, maybe getting bigger guests over time, expanding the guests into different, you know, instead of just comedians, bring different walks of life, which was the original intent. But like most comedians, I'm a lazy piece of shit. Anyway, though, uh, I'm now looking at a bobblehead of John Elway I have here in which the hand broke off because I let my son look at it. And of course, he's like, oh, cool, I'm going to throw this. I don't know why they they get into an age where they're just like, oh, he's got a ball in his hand. I'm going to throw him because he's holding a ball. So I think I got to super glue the hand with the football back to his his wrist. I don't know. It's not a very good. John Elway, my God, man. The only thing accurate about this bobblehead is the horse face. They nailed that. That dude just has that one of those long horse faces. You know, it's a good quarterback move, though, right there. I think they they just have like a... I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, um, tonight is election night. I guess I could talk about that. I did vote today. I'm not going to talk about blue versus red and all that bullshit because you could hear that in a million different places. And um, oh, I was talking about the murdering with the podcast. Maybe I got to bring that up. I don't know. You guys want to hear more murder talk? Get into some serial killer type stuff? The assumptions? I watch enough CSI and... And uh, Criminal Criminal Minds, underrated show. Watch enough of that where I can start to get in a little bit of uh, the weirdness there. The thing with murderers, though, as opposed to sexual offenders, you know, um, you know, the real the child molesters, those the real fucked up ones. I mean, all sex offenders are fucked up, of course, but like the ones where the the real sickos. You know, how you see a picture of them on the news, and you're like, of course, of course, that dude's a molester. Look at him. How how was anyone not, how was he not arrested for no reason other than you're probably a molester and we got to put you behind bars, you know? That would be totally cool if cops were abusing their power in the sense that you ever see like in TV shows and movies where they'll pull someone over. Like it's always like a crooked cop scenario. They pull a guy over and the guy's like, "Why are you pulling me over?" And he's like, "Busted tail." He's like, "I don't have a busted." And right before he can even finish the line, "I don't have a busted." You know, the other cop takes a bat to the tail, put him because you do now. You know, the whole busted uh, taillight. Did I say tailpipe? I meant to say taillight. The whole busted taillight thing. I would like it if they were just the cops who were like, look at that dude. You see that dude? What is he? He's driving a Chevy Nova? Who the fuck still has a Chevy Nova? You know, they pull him over, right? And then, you know, the cop is, he's looking at him. You know, he looks at the ID and then he gives an eye to his partner going, dude, look at the, look at this, that driver's license photo. Come on, look, look at this creep bag, right? And then the other cop goes, "Yeah, all right, let's let's do this." And they don't they don't hit it that with the tail light because the tail light's not going to get you more than a ticket. Instead, they go, "Can you open up the trunk?" And the guy's like, "Uh, no, you don't have the right to do that." I'm like, "Uh, we hear someone in the trunk. Are you okay in there?" And then they're like, "No one's in the trunk. What are you talking about?" Like, and then the trunk gets popped open, and it's just you know they they have like unregistered weapons, heroin. They just have like a kit ready to drop in there, and then they arrest the guy. I know you're thinking, Joe, that just seems terrible based off looks. You can't do that for looks. I think with some people you can in the child molester game. Come on, look when Jared when the Jared from Subway stuff went down, didn't you immediately be like, "Damn, how did I not see it before?" The whole Jared from Subway thing was just misdirection. You see this guy who you're like, if he just went on there and started trying to sell you insurance, you'd be like, "Look at this molester." But he went on there going, "I lost eighty pounds on the Subway diet," and you're like, "Fuck you! How'd you lose eighty pounds eating foot long sandwiches? That doesn't make sense." 
It's a lot of bread, car, like what were, you had to be working out more. And then he goes, well, I was walking to the subway and the nearest subway in my town was like five miles away. So it's like, oh, so you lost, you lost weight walking, asshole, not eating. Well, if you're eating veggie sub, sure. You know, there was a lot of details from those first few commercials that as the viewer, you're kind of like, this doesn't make sense. And really, if you remember the picture of Jared when he was, when he was tubby, he didn't look like a molester then. You know, so really that Subway diet, what, what the fuck is in Subway where they turn this jolly guy who was probably just some dude you're like, hey, Jared, what's up, man? You check out the game. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. You know, that kind of guy to being like, kids, get in the car, get in the, uh, hello, Jared, that's far enough that no, that's fine. I'm not, no, we just, we just have somewhere to be. We have somewhere to be now. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye now. Bye now. Lock the fucking doors, kids. You know, like that kind of thing. He became thinner, which you never got skinny, skinny. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying fat people do that. Fat people, I don't believe to be molesters. When I see, when I see a, a big guy, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. It's always the skinny guys, but not skinny, skinny. Skinny where you're like, well, actually, no, skinny, skinny too. You see those dudes with like really bony arms? I don't know. If it's, a, it's all fitting a profile in a weird way. All right, well, there's my talk about murders. But yeah, I, no, actually, I didn't. I talked about molesters. With the murder... Since you people love murders, murderers are tough, man, because they, they, they look all different things. Those social justice warriors will tell you they're all a bunch of white dudes, but we know that's not true. I do want to say something about that. I don't, you know, try not to get political with stuff, but I, people make it as a political talking point. Um, and I will get political for time to time. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I don't get political every now and then I do. I just want to keep the podcast more fun because you guys get political talk from everywhere. And it's, it's boring. It does bore me. Um, there was that horrible shooting in Pittsburgh. And then there was another shooting in a grocery store. And another, I mean, there's shootings all the time. And it, it's, 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 we're all completely desensitized to it. So that, that part of it really does suck. Because, you know, they've done such a great job of dividing the argument to the point where, you know, hey, we need to stop these shootings. You're not taking my guns. Well, I didn't fucking say I wanted to take your guns. Are you going to shoot people? No, I'm a law-abiding American. I, again, I don't know why I do, do the Southern accent. I just feel like that's just natural for it. I won't do a Southern accent. I'll do a Chicago. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, was, I can't even do a Chicago accent right now. Hold on. How was I going to do this? Give me a second to get into character, everybody. I'll do a, a New York accent. You ain't taking my fucking gun. That's not New York either. I still throw the Southern. Why could I not? Do I have to talk about, do I have to do a Southern accent whenever I talk about guns? That's crazy. See, I don't mean to be like that. That feels like it's anti-Southern. I feel like that's more television and movies influencing the character I have in my head about someone who doesn't want their guns taken. How about if I just sound like myself? I'll be a person who doesn't want their guns taken. All right, hold on. I'll be another person. Here's me doing the voice of someone else. It's it's crazy out there, and I think I think we really need to look into. Uh, we got to stop these. We have to stop these shootings. Well, dude, you're not taking my fucking gun. How about that shithead? And then this other person's talking again. Hold on. Well, sir, I, I, didn't, I didn't say I was going to take your gun, sir. I didn't, I didn't say that, all right? Uh, I just think we need to take measures, and, you know, whether it's mental health or whether it's making it a little bit, a little bit harder for people who have questionable backgrounds to be purchasing guns that shoot off a lot of rounds at once. Do you even know what a assault rep weapon is, you fuckface? Huh? The A and the AR-15 doesn't stand for, see, I'm having this whole debate right now, and I'm using my own voice. I'm not making fun of Southerners. I'm not stereotyping my Southern friends, see? I fixed it. Stumbled through that very difficultly, though. Difficultly? That's a word, but it didn't make sense in that sentence. This is why I need someone else on the podcast, I'm realizing. 
Because when I hit a wall, the other person can then pick up the slack. Otherwise, it's way too much on me. Sometimes I'll listen back to episodes when it's just me talking by myself, everyone. And I, I laugh. I go, that's pretty funny. And then other times I go, damn, Joe, that's not very smooth. You want to eventually have a career in radio? And that's how you're going to speak. But then I realize I'll listen to like sports radio or something when it's just one person. They're taking calls. They're reading ads. They're, they have people in their ear to keep them you know, focused. Like earlier, if I had a producer in my ear, they'd been like, hey, stay on the murder, man. You went into this molester thing too long. We're supposed to talk about murderers, and now you're going, where are you going with this? You know? And they also have commercial breaks. So if they do an hour, they're really only doing, I don't know, what, 44 minutes or something like that? Me, when I do an hour, it's an hour straight. There's no breaks. I got no interns giving me um, coffee. Got none of that. It's old Joey K over here. Anyhow, so I was saying about the whole, I was bringing up the gun, sh- the couple of these uh, latest, um, call them massacres, you just call them shootings, mass shootings, the latest mass shootings, I'll call them. Uh, one of the situations was, was a white guy shooting up a grocery store, I believe, or a department store, I can't remember, but he said to the one guy, because the one guy thought he was going to get shot, he said, whites don't kill whites. And you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's, that's terrible. He said, I mean, that is terrible. He said that, obviously. Uh, but it, it's completely not true. Whites do kill whites. And blacks kill blacks. This is how this works. I'm going to give you two, a couple statistics, everyone. 86% of white people are murdered by other white people. And 91% of black people are murdered by black people. So every now and then, when you've got that fucking lunatic loser that you're still friends with on Facebook for what reason you don't know and they try to say we're race wars coming say what what race war we're doing it to it's white on white and it's black on black that's how that that's how it goes that's a fact if you're going to get murdered in America there's two things it's going to be most likely by someone who's the same color skin as you and by someone you know most murders are you know it's very rare that it's random shootings. I know we they get the most attention because they're they're sensational. They're scary. They it's 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 good media. You know, it sells newspapers and it keeps people watching the news and and of course they should be reported. I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but it's definitely sometimes they get overly talked about. And if they just would remind people every now and then that actually things are pretty great as far as safety goes. I know within the last three or four years, it was almost like the safest it's been in America in a hundred years. And I know you're listening to me right now is thinking, oh, that can't be true. I hear on social media, and it's social media, dude. People, people share the stuff that gets shared. And the algorithms for social media will p- push it up your timeline. So when you log into something like Facebook, you're going to see that, that headline that's most likely to be shared. I've read all this stuff about social media with stuff like that. I just recently read a book. Um, about it because you know I want to figure out how to crack the code in which when I post about the podcast more people see it. You know I've got like five thousand Facebook friends wherever the numbers I I don't know I don't check that stuff I delete a lot of people because they annoy me but uh uh and yet when I make a post and hey check out the podcast it gets like a handful of likes and I know it's because people don't see it. It's one hundred percent why that is. Because a lot of times I'm asking you to do something that takes you away from Facebook, and Facebook hates that. So that's why people started, I don't know if you know this or noticed, but some people, 
when they have to share a link, they'll say link in the comments because that's their way of trying to get around the whole Facebook algorithm. Because if you share a link, Facebook goes, ooh, we don't like you sharing links because that brings you away from Facebook. It used to be people would share a YouTube link and you'd click on it and it would take you to YouTube and you'd watch the video. And then a few years ago, Facebook said, no, we can't have this anymore. So we'll have it so that the video is just on Facebook. So people will upload their video straight to Facebook as opposed to YouTube and then sharing the link off of YouTube. I know I do that. If I've got like a stand-up clip or a clip from the podcast, I just upload it directly to Facebook. I'll also put it on YouTube as well and Instagram, but I'll put it right to Facebook because I know it has a better chance of getting seen. Or if I just did it to YouTube and then shared the YouTube link, I'm spreading out my views that way. But at the end of the day, as long as you're watching, I don't give a shit what platform you're watching it on. Same with actually listening to it. I prefer... I don't prefer, I don't care what, it doesn't matter. If you're on iTunes though, that's great because I think iTunes is still like the number one destination to listen to podcasts. So the more reviews I get there, the more I'll get recommended and and I'll pop up in people's feeds, I guess, or I'll move up rankings. I don't really know how it works with that. I, there's some, some stuff I'm really completely ignorant. I'm trying to figure it out a little bit more, like how do you get featured and, you know, they haven't changed. It used to be there was a news and noteworthy or like you had like what's hot if you had a lot of reviews and rankings and all that kind of stuff or ratings, I should say. I don't think it quite works that way because under the comedy section of the podcast uh, iTunes page in the iTunes store, it's been the same 12 podcasts under like what's or news and noteworthy or what's hot. And it's just like the 12 most popular ones. You got my favorite murder. You got Joe Rogan. You got Bill Burr. You know, there's a few other ones in there. Uh, Mark Maron, I think, is still pretty high up on that list. Anyhow, though, uh, so I think the idea was, too, if you got more more people clicking that five-star rating. I'm at four stars, or almost four and a half. I started hot, and then I went down because I think I got a lot of hate ones early on. Maybe I deserved it, though, and that's okay. Maybe it wasn't that good. But a lot of the ones lately have been five stars, so it's pushed me back up because I remember being at three and a half for a while, being like, damn, what the hell did I do? I mean, I understand not liking something, but hating it to the point where you're like one star, damn it, I got to be better to people maybe. I don't know what we're wrong. Or just screw those people and then get enough people to bury them. Either one, you know, as long as I'm having fun. I think that's the most important thing because I really do love doing this podcast. That's why I'm bummed out that, I haven't, that I've screwed up and not had a guest the last two ones. Either way though. So, you know, if it gets enough five-star ratings and reviews and everything like that. So when you go to a podcast that you like, I don't know, Joe Rogan's just a de facto one to use because it's like the biggest podcast on the planet or whatever you like. Uh, when you go to that to like download the latest episode or whatever, it'll say listeners also subscribe to and it'll show other podcasts. And um, and I know like that's another way to like to get more listeners. So because if you subscribe, subscribe on iTunes if you can. If not, if you listen to it on SoundCloud, great. Stitcher, awesome. Google Play. Or just go to my website. That's great too. I really don't care. And it goes that way with videos. I just brought this up because I know there's some people out there who are, I know I know I have some comedian listeners. I have friends who are entrepreneurs who listen and um, who, are, who are doing different stuff where they're trying to like, you know, get their name out there in different fields and they use social media. So if you're using social media as this tool, which I think it's great for actually, it's definitely where it's not going away. I've learned to accept social media in a lot of ways. There's still aspects of it I cannot stand. But it's definitely useful in this way. But you have to, le- you have to learn it because they, these people who built these websites just aren't giving it to you for free. They, they want you to work for these things. Like, oh, you're promoting a business? Okay, keep promoting the way you are on your regular page. 
get a little bit of love or start your own fan page or business page. And then that's when we that's when they got their hooks on you. Because then they'll say, hey, you want to boost this post? You want to run an ad and all that? And some of it's worth it because you'll, you'll get to see, you know, I think running ads and boosting posts is, is great. Over five bucks, 2,000 people will definitely see this and I get to target them. And yeah, why not? And I know some people might go, oh, it feels lame to sponsor a post. It's investing in yourself. Is it lame to invest in yourself? Especially if you're a comedian. You, you already have the balls to go on stage or the, or the pussy, whatever you know, gender equivalent thing you have to say nowadays. To do this, you got, you, know, you got the stones, the gumption. Why not go all in? You know, that's how I view it. If you think, oh, this is a great post and I want more people to see it because I think they'll, they'll like the video or they'll think I'm funny and then they'll like my page and then maybe next time I do a show, they'll come out and then blah, blah. That's, that's how you do it. It's really, it's pathetic not to do it, actually, or to think it's lame. Everyone wants to build organically, but if you believe in yourself and your product, why not invest in you? Everyone's done that, too. There's very few people, the number of people who have done this whole complete underground, they grew organically, there was no big, there was no, you know, I'm not saying fool people. I don't like the idea of like running ad campaigns where you're trying to dupe people into your product, which is what a lot of pop music does, of course, but... You don't think like the the most of the cool punk rock bands you know, they they produced and printed their own albums. They handed out flyers. Handing out flyers is, you know what? Boosting a post on Facebook or or doing an ad on Facebook is the modern equivalent of handing out flyers. To what handing out flyers was in the late '80s or whatever. It's really what it is. You you paid money to get this stuff printed and all that stuff. So why not pay the money? It's digital now. You don't have to kill a tree. So there you go. Look at that, hippies. It works out for you, doesn't it? So, you know, if you have a business, you have anything like this, you have to learn how to circumvent a lot of this stuff and how to get eyeballs on it. So, you know, there's different ways to go. You know, I, I think you just have to, like, do some homework on it. And what what the response goes, but because of that though, you get a lot of what I was you know alluding to earlier with you know political stuff and people thinking that this is the worst time to be alive in terms of violence and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, life's harder on some people more than it is on others, but it really is a safer time. You know, I was on Halloween. You know, I took my son out trick or treating, and I noticed that there was I didn't see a lot of I saw like parents with little kids. But I didn't see any of the, like, the 11 or 12-year-olds by themselves. Like When I was 11, or did I say still trick-or-treating? Yeah, probably. When I was like, I bet 10 to 13, I would trick-or-treat by myself. Do you still trick-or-treat at 13? I'm, I'm starting to think 13 is too old to be trick-or-treating. But then maybe I'm thinking it's too old to believe in Santa. Am I getting them confused? Am I getting that old? But yeah, I didn't see that age group. You know, I'm sure a lot of people listening, you had a couple years there where you just went out with your friends. I didn't see that. And I know, and, I, and these were safe neighborhoods I was in. So it's not like there's danger. I mean, obviously, you, you have a group. So that way, you, you know, you got to go in numbers. How sad would it be But that'd be trick-or-treating Halloween by yourself? Door-to-door, door, trick-or-treat, and the person who opens, it's just like, your friends ditch you? What's going on here, man? No, just by myself. Dude, take the whole bowl, man. That's the saddest I've ever heard. Nice costume, kid. You know, that's that what would happen, actually. Be a good way to get some sympathy, candy. You know what I mean? Anyhow, um, I was yeah. I was just gonna uh, uh, reiterate my point about the whole with with race with regards to that guy saying white people don't kill white people because that's not true and black people. Don't, you know, it's like this is an ignorant thing to say. 
this idea that like I don't know, I don't know. It's, the whole that that shit's been really bothering me lately with everything because we should be individuals. I mean, obviously that's the goal, and you're not taking anything away from people. Otherwise, I thought the sound went off for a second. You're not taking anything away from people. Otherwise, I'm not saying that. I just noticed that I like today is election day. This is the, some of the election stuff I want to talk about. Not who to vote for, what went down, but uh, if you're not, if you're listening to someone say, you know, the Republicans retained control of the Senate, maybe even gained a seat or two. I don't know. I changed the channel a while ago, and the Democrats uh, took over the House. So there you go. It's divided government. Republicans have the presidency in the Senate, but Democrats have the House, and then the judiciary leans conservative. So, um, with like with voting blocks, it's always like this block and that block. But for some reason, white people are allowed to be separate, but everyone expects black people to vote all in one. Like Kanye kind of brought that up, and you know, obviously a lot of his stuff was completely crazy. But I don't think he was that wrong with the idea of, hey, you don't all have to vote a certain way. You could be in. I I agree with that. I don't know how anyone would disagree with that. I think it's in their best interest, though. It makes sense why a lot of people tend to all vote in a block in that way, you know? But um, isn't the idea to eventually get to a point where it's not like you got to get out the Catholic vote, you got to get the the Jewish vote, you got to get out the Latino vote. Like, it'd be great if you were just like, I got to get out the people to vote who think like me. It's about the ideas. And everyone should... prescribed to certain ideas so it does make it does it is weird though because you know i feel like i've been into politics i'm not I'm, i follow them i'm not even into them anymore because I, I see that it's such a disgrace in so many ways um the whole two-party system and, and all that all that shit you know um but i've been following it closely since 2004 and i meet people now who have been only into it since 2016 and it's like, man, it, it feels like I'm this professional and then we got a, lot of, a bunch of amateurs coming this way. You know, I can, name, I can name 75 out of the 100 senators, I bet, if I had to put it pen to paper. And these people couldn't name more than four or six. So, and, then they, and then there's always the suggestions, like, who this person should run for president? I'm like, you're just too new. Stop making stupid suggestions. You know, I remember people saying like, oh, Hillary should pick this person to be their uh, vice president, I can't remember who, Gillibrand, the senator, and I'm like, oh, so two women from the same state that, that you think that's, not them that saying that two women couldn't be on the same ballot, but from the same state, two people from the same state never happens. I don't even think it's legal. I think there might be a thing where two people from the same state can't run on the same uh, ticket. If they're representing the state, I think you could be having it where like I was born in this state, but I'm, you know, I'm the senator from North Carolina. Like you're like Michael Jordan, good example, born in Brooklyn, but raised in North Carolina. Michael Jordan were running for president. Nobody would think Michael Jordan represented the state of New York. Like Lincoln wasn't born in Illinois, but people think Illinois and Lincoln. You get my, you get what I'm saying now. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, there's Democrat, there's numbers to this stuff. So like today I saw like the Senate race in Texas, Beto O'Rourke versus Ted Cruz, who Ted Cruz, by the way, does he not fit what I brought up earlier about looking like a molester? If it comes out that Ted Cruz molests children, wouldn't you be like, yeah, I mean, it was right in front of us. How do we miss it, right? Wouldn't you kind of? Exactly. So Beto O'Rourke lost very close. Uh, the guy uh, is impressive in a lot of ways. And I saw someone did a breakdown of the demographics, and they're trashing white women. Uh, they don't trash white men because we're already completely evil and unsavable. But it said 95% of black women voted for Beto O'Rourke. 
which is great. I'm not knocking that. I'm not, this isn't a, a knock on black women. This is a knock on numbers. This is why baseball is my favorite sport. I'm really into statistics in that, in the sense, and baseball is the best for that. Black women make up 6% of the electorate, right? So the 95%, that's great. But again, it's only 6% of the electorate in the state of Texas. And nationally, I think it's only about 7 or 8%. But the point I'm alluding to is this. No matter who the Democrat is running for senator in the state of Texas, is going to get 95% of black women. That's just how that works. So when people are now discovering that, it kind of annoys me a little because I'm like, what do you think was going on for the whole time? Do you think this has slowly been going, shifting? No, it's, that's how that black votes. And I mostly agree. You know, people who have listened know I lean Democrat. I, I am. I, I can't even call myself a Democrat anymore because they've been pissing me off so much just because they're so damn spineless. Um, you know, I, I complain about how sports and politics have become the same thing in the sense that obviously politics have real impact on people's lives. Sports do not. Is that it's the way it's packaged. Yeah, your 24-hour news networks, they look exactly like your 24-hour sports networks. Flip back and forth between ESPN and CNN and Fox, all of them. Flip back and forth. They look the same. They got that ticker on the bottom giving you the news. You know, they got their panels. People arguing, we got this person on this side and this person on this side. Now they're going to yell at each other. Same thing, right? The Way too much money spent on the graphics department for stuff where you're like, okay, cool, virtual map, I guess. Who cares? That type of thing. And And because of that, like it's, I will not... Let it become that way, though, for me. I know people who will always vote blue no matter what. And I know people who will vote red no matter what. And that's exactly why we're in the mess we're in. Because you have to be able to say, no, fuck that guy. Or fuck that one. Like, you know what I mean? That's, they don't represent me. They've gotten lazy. I'm not going to keep voting for them. So actually, when Kanye was saying that stuff, I think he was actually correct. But we live in this two-party system where it is like a gun to your head. People will say, hey, you can't vote third party this time because a third party vote is a vote for this person. And because that you're stuck, when is it not going to go that way? Is there ever going to be a time? Because as long as it's like that, the two parties aren't going to truly serve the people that they say they're going to serve. So yeah, I do vote Democratic. Um, I, I would vote independent if there was a good independent out there um, Republicans would be really hard for me to see. I'm sorry, but here's my thing with you guys. The pre-existing conditions thing is what killed me. Most, most Republicans I see in office are, st- I know Republican people like friends of mine aren't like this, but the ones who are in office are against keeping pre-existing conditions. The, the best piece of Obamacare. Are you kidding me? In what world are you like, ah, fuck you. You were born with this thing. Eat shit. Like wh- who's like that? And if you are like that, don't run around acting like you're a great person because you're not. And if you want the country to be like that, you can't say it's the greatest country in the world because the greatest country in the world would take care of people when they're sick. So don't, don't, don't pretend. That's my thing. I've, I've always been a big believer in consistency. I, I go on and on about it all the time. If you're a certain way, that's fine. That's why I don't even mind like a company like uh, Chick-fil-A. This isn't even something I could take credit for. My buddies, comedian CJ Sullivan, Sean Flannery, hilarious dudes, look them up. They used to say about uh, Chick-fil-A, at least they're honest. At least they come out and say, oh, no, we hate these people. Like, I could, you'd almost appreciate that. Like, if you're racist, be like, yeah, I'm racist. I would rather that than this, I'm not racist, but everything you say and the way you act clearly is. And I might, lose some, I might have lost some of you when I 
told you guys that I vote mostly Democrat. There's some stuff on the Republican side that I, c- I could get, you know? I just wish you, I, I wish it wasn't one extreme or the other. If you were the party that was just like, we need lower taxes for whatever reason, and if your whole idea was the lower taxes will create, then we'll give more money back to people, and then the spending, and then we can get more revenues that way, and all that kind of stuff, fine, great, sure. If that's your thing, okay, cool. But then also don't be people who are like, oh, uh, gay marriage is making God angry, and that's why we have more hurricanes that are Category 5s than ever before, and, and science is, is for queers, and none of this, you know what I mean? Like, whatever nonsense you guys say. Like, that, that's the shit where I'm like, all right, no, no, sorry, no. And I do believe in a progressive tax plan, actually, which is the opposite of what a lot of Republicans suggest. That trickle-down shit does not work. It's never been proven to work. For those of you guys who know a progressive tax, this is the most political I've ever gotten, actually, now that I think about this podcast. Well, good. The progressive tax plan means that uh, the more money you make, the more money you pay in taxes. So if you're making more money, you got to pay a little bit more. It's like, all right, well, it's kind of a sign of your success. And then some people say, well, then you're punishing the rich. Well, I was under the belief that the idea behind the progressive tax plan, which I actually believe was a Republican idea initially back in when the Industrial Revolution was coming about, I think under Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was a conservative Republican who then became a progressive Republican and then ran under a third party, Bull Moose Party. Teddy Roosevelt switched to progressivism. Is that the, I'm off today with this stuff. Anyway... He switched to being a progressive because he believed that with the, the merging of the agricultural economy with the industrial economy, that the country was going to be too big and you needed to think beyond just like limited government and that kind of thing. Um, which I, look, I don't believe like government should be huge. I don't want like some big, massive government. I just want a, a sensible government. You know, the small government thing which, by the way, they say until they actually need something and then they want it to be huge as hell, doesn't really work for a country this size, I feel like. And the idea behind, okay, you're worth $5 million now, you got to kick in some more, was behind the idea was, was because this, it's this country that allowed you to become that rich. It's the opportunities that you had, that were afforded to you by the United States of America that created a world in which you could become a multimillionaire, billionaire. And because of that, yes, you have to kick in a little bit more. Because this is how we keep it going. Because some poor schmuck out there, imagine if you took, you know, there's some people like think, no tax, get rid of all taxes. Taxes are, it's theft and all this kind of blah, blah, blah. It's not really theft. It's like pulling money together. And, you know what I mean? Have you ever worked somewhere where they're like, hey, we're all pitching in for a pizza party. Throw me a buck. And then they go, well, I'm not going to throw you a buck. And you go, all right, well, you're not getting pizza. Oh, no. If you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, you throw in the buck and you get some pizza. That's how I view it with taxes. So when you look at your paycheck going, I should have this much more, don't even think of it as your money. Think of it as your contribution to a great society. And if your fight is, I think I want these people because they'll spend that pizza money better, then I'm, I'm all for that. I get that. And that's why I don't think you should vote strictly all blue and all red all the time. Obviously, there's serious issues that become like they're, they're complete deal breakers, like the way you treat people and all that stuff. You know, real you know discrimination and inequality make it so that yeah, I find it very. I I understand why people are like not going to vote for that side. I get that. But sometimes you got to keep that your side, your team on its toes. That's why I brought up the sports thing before. Like I get undying allegiance to your team because there's no real effects there. There's effects with politics though. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I'll always be a Cubs fan. 
I could see myself. There's been times where I'm like, I'm not buying tickets to this shit, but I'll still be a fan. That's, that's, that was the analogy I was going for earlier. Anyway, though, so with the whole, you know, I don't people could fight back and forth on what they think could be done with taxes or, or, you know, it, it's the, you know, the, their whole idea. It's such a great scam is rich people are the best. So let them have all the money and then they'll keep doing things that are great. And then it'll help society and that money will trickle down to poor. It's like, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. It's never have like never. You can't find me a success story of this. So the idea is that like, all right, you, you're poor in America, but you have the opportunity to grow out of that because of we put in some safety nets. Public schools exist because of taxpayer money. So if you're some poor schmuck, you could go, you know what I mean? If you grew up in some poor family, and the idea is you don't punish kids. That's why I think at the very least we should have free health care for children up to the age of 18. And I know you could be on your parents' health plan until they're 26. Because the idea, you don't, you don't, no one chooses to be born poor. So, yeah, we're going to put you through school and all that. That's why I'm thinking, when people are like, what, free college? I'm like, we have free grade school in high school, and we've made it so that college is so important. So why not free college, too? I don't, I don't get the idea that, like, if you're against free college, you should be against free all school. And if that's your argument, I, th- I think that's messed up because an, an educated society benefits everybody. Why wouldn't you want that, you know? All right. I didn't even want to be on this long. I was going to tell some funny like stories of voting and all that kind of stuff. You know, because like in Illinois, I'm sure it's like this everywhere, but you have to vote for judges and it's always a yes or no. And my God, there's this old saying in Chicago that the vote for the Irish name, when in doubt, vote for the Irish name. So these judges have been doing this for a long time now, but it's out of control now. Oh, please vote for Mary, Patricia, Colleen, Noreen, Maureen. You know, O'Shaughnessy, O'Fagan, Doherty. You know, it's like, what? Literally, you see, you're throwing your confirmation name into your fuck on the ballot. Fuck you. Like, that's, or you'll see ones where you're like, you, okay. It'll say J, period, you know, Patrick Malone. And you're like, what's the J? And then you find out later, Juan. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm not kidding you. There are people who will Irish up their name. I'm surprised we haven't seen one yet that was like, um, Sean Donovan, and then like the last initial, like E. And you're like, what, what's this guy's last name? Oh, he just goes, he doesn't go by his last name. It's like the last initial. Because you'll see that every now and then. You'll see like, like F. Scott Fitzgerald. What the fuck is the F for? What are you hiding, man? Because you've heard, you know, I can see if it was like Fred S. Fitzgerald. Oh, Fred S. Fitzgerald. I mean, all right, people go by a middle initial because they don't want to take up too much room. But when you, when you skip the first initial, it's always a little weird to me. F. Scott, what are you hiding, F. Scott Fitzgerald? Huh? Is F. Scott Fitzgerald, is he, a, is he a Jared from Subway type of dude? I don't know what he looks like. I would hope not. Great Gatsby is a solid book. I think he only wrote like one or two books, perhaps, maybe a couple others. I'm not sure, maybe short stories, novels. Um, now I feel bad. Now I think I'm having people who are thinking, God, maybe I look creepy. Are people going to think I'm a molester? No, come on, man. It's more than just a look. It's a walk. It's the way you carry yourself. There's a whole thing about it. You know when you know. That type of deal. But yeah, I think that's cheap. And even though I'm 100% Irish, and I, my name's more Catholic, Joseph Matthew, than it is super. But I've got my siblings have got some very, very Irish names. Ones where you're like, there was this great comedian, late great comedian, Pat Bryce, passed away about 10 years ago or so, who had a joke about, you know, his friends all having kids and they would introduce them with these super Irish names. It's like, Jesus Christ, we got a shot of Jameson with that? Like, that's how I feel sometimes when I'm seeing these things. 
And then you got the people who are handing out the flyers as you're going in, and there's they, they have a cone. You can't go past there, or it's like electioneering or something like that. There's a term for it. And the term should be annoying. You're annoying people. Like, who's really that undecided as they're walking in? Like, the dude's like, hey, please vote for this woman. Please vote for this guy. Please vote for that. I'm like, I take the flyers, because I used to handle flyers for comedy shows. I know how annoying it is when people don't take them. But it's very like, all right, cool. There, got it. I, I even looked, I'm like, you think I don't know who I, I want by now? You think this last second flyer is going to make me go, yep, definitely voting for this dude now. Appreciate the artwork. This looks like a hell of an album cover right there. Man, the political lawn sign season. I'm glad those are over with. This one, the woman who ran in my district lost, and I'm surprised because she had the most political lawn signs of anyone. I thought she was going to win easily. Um, anyway, though, so yeah, that, that, that was, it was election day, everyone. I hope you voted. Definitely vote, though. I know some people are like, what's the fucking point? No, there's a point to it. Vote. People vote for no other reason than people have fought and died for that right. There you go. So at least, at least don't be a dick. You know, just vote. And vote, vote the way I want you to vote. There's a whole thing. I think that's the thing about social media, too. And I know people are doing it for likes. I know it's easy likes. It's easy to be like, hey, anyone who's voting for this guy's a piece of shit. And then all the people who already like you and think the way you like are going to be like, ooh, I like that, I like that, I like that. But what is that doing? Is that ever going to make someone vote the way you want them to? I don't know. I'm at a whole cross. I disagree with a lot of my side. I did quotes for those. Yeah, obviously, you're listening to this on audio, so you don't see the quotes. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get the, the strategy. It didn't work in 2016. It's not going to work in 2018. And I know I'm not, I'm not saying you got to kiss ass to the people you don't want, but there's, do you want to win or do you want to be right or do you want to win? That's the question. Do you want to be right or do you want to win? You do what you got to do to win. It's that simple. Because when you're in power, then you get to make decisions. So sitting on the sidelines, crying and going, what's happening anymore? Like, God, it's, it's, it's so easy to make fun of. But yeah, it annoys me though because it's like, you know what? Or if you're going to go full on, you know, be, be, be unapologetic about it. Don't like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get the idea of being like, you better vote the way I tell you to, you motherfucker. Like, how does that work? I don't think that works for either side. I think if Republicans were telling other Republicans, but vote this way, you piece of shit, I don't think it would work. Or maybe it would. I don't know what the fuck to think with that side anymore, man. I don't, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, it's like all they do is talk about how much they love being American, but I don't think they know anything about this country was founded on. Anything at all. Like, the Statue of Liberty is bullshit now. Give us your huddled masses. We don't want your huddled masses. Someone should put a sign that says, you know, occupied or whatever. I don't even know. Because the, 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 the hatred for immigrants always cracks me up, especially since it's for immigrants that don't look like you. Trump wants to get rid of that thing where if you were born here and your parents weren't, you don't, it's not automatic citizenship. It's called birthright citizenship, which we've had forever. And a lot of countries have, a lot of the good ones at least, where if you're born on this soil, you're a citizen. That simple. And now it's like, no, because then they're sneaking over and then they're having the baby. Like, but then do we go back and get rid of Trump's mother? Was she, was she a legal Scottish immigrant? I know his son's, his mom wasn't a citizen yet. I think she had permanent residency, but she wasn't an American citizen. Melania or his couple older kids do either. They were born to mothers who weren't citizens. So could they all go too? It's crazy. So what if you come over to America? What if your parents sneak you over? 
again, you don't choose your parents, you don't choose your situation. That's why you always anyone who doesn't have compassion for kids of that are, that come over in this sense are again fuck off. I don't want you listening to this podcast. I mean that too. Seriously, I, I can't stand like I I was like this before, but now that my dad, it's even more so. The people who look, I don't like seeing bad. Sh- I can't watch TV shows where bad shit happens to kids. I just can't do it anymore. And the people who are just like, well, fuck these kids. Should have thought of that before they're born of those parents. Like what? What? <sighs> Ridiculous. I'm looking at these old '80s baseball cards I got, by the way which aren't worth any money because apparently this was a whole era in which people bought way too many cards and devalued them. It's a real, you know, oversaturated market. Anyway, though, back to that stuff with the whole, um, with the immigrant thing is that, so say these, say, you know, they sneak over and then they both die. And what happens to the kid then? No family, no anything. They just, you're, you're stateless. You have no country, no country of origin. You're not an American citizen. You're, you know, we can't send you back there because there's no one you know back there. Like, what? Man, like, I get, like, you know, for for safety, security reasons, I understand the idea. Like, I'm not saying it should just be a free-for-all at the board or let everyone just come sprinting by. But I love how all these old asshole people I know are like, my grandparents came over through Ellis Island. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. And you think they had rigorous background checks back then? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And there's usually Italian and Irish friends of mine where I'm like, you, you think Italy and Ireland were sending over their best at that time? Obviously, the famine was a completely different thing. It, Italy had its problems under dictators and everything like that. But like, they, they brought, both sides were, were criminals when they first came over here. That's how it goes. When you're a poor immigrant, you do what you can to survive, and a lot of them go towards you know, stealing. And they were hated. The Italians and Irish were hated when they came over here. The Polish were hated. And now they're cool because Mexicans took them over as like the new wave of immigrants. Like 80s, early 90s, it was like Polish, Polish, Polish. The last 15 to 20 years, it was Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. But like, that's just how that goes. I'm not like, maybe we should set up a new Ellis Island at the Rio and then have them come over and apply that way and make it an easier system. Because we know we want them. But the thing is, the, the, here's another, it's, it's fucking two sides of the Republican coin here. The rich country club Republicans love them because they're cheap-ass labor, and they all use them to take care of everything for them that regular Americans don't want to do. And then those other side, they play off the ignorant, poor uh, white Republicans saying like, hey, you're poor and shitty because these Mexicans are stealing your tax dollars. Do you like that? When really they're not. They're, I mean, you know, some of them are, of course. But it's such a small percentage as compared to the corporations that are fucking you more so. You know, I'm glad I'm getting this off my chest. This will be like the one when I have guests on, we'll be able to just get after it and be and you know, you talk about this shit at bars too. I don't know why I'm justifying myself to you guys. I just think I have it in my head that someone's listening who's been listening since episode one, and this is episode thirty five, thinking, Damn, Joe, the hell man, this was like the one podcast I liked because you guys just got you just talk about fun stuff. And now you're going on and on about serious stuff? Yeah, I had to. Whatever. Anyway, um, guys, if you here, I'll, here's some. I'll, I'll pivot a little bit. I'm going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend, the Skyline Comedy Club. I haven't been there in a while, kind of a last minute situation. I've headlined there mostly, but I'm actually just going up there to feature new owners. They asked me, "Hey, we," because I hit them up, going, "You know, I'd like to come out," and they don't really know me. And um, so, yeah, you know, I'm taking a step back, but it's because I believe in my talent that much. They'll see me, they'll headline me. I've headlined there before. I know they will. Um, and they even said, hey, we'll, we'll bring you back out to headline. But if you want, we do have this weekend open. We're throwing it out there to you just to say what's up. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come out there and say what's up to you. Let's have some fun. Um, 
Anyway, though, uh, I also been doing these fantasy. If you guys fantasy football fans out there, I've been doing a fantasy football live show on Facebook on my Facebook page. You could go to facebook.com backslash Joe Kill Gallon Comedy, and I go on about half an hour before the kickoff of the first game on Sundays. Can't help you on the Thursday games. And uh, basically, people hit me up. They just they type in right there. Hey, should I start this guy or this guy? And I tell you what I think. And I've been hitting it a pretty good clip. I predicted I'd hit it about seventy percent clip, and I think I'm a little bit above that actually overall. My fancy football team, team come in your mouth. Yeah, that's the team name. I've had it for a long time. Not changing it now, and I will not grow up. Kiss my dick. For those of you thinking that's immature, Joe, you're immature. You're immature. And um, my team is now five and four. Well, you're thinking that's not a great record, but it's actually third place. I'm first in overall points, though. It was a real cluster of teams like everyone was like four and four, and then the, the two teams at the bottom were terrible, and the two teams at the top were pretty good. So I'm five and four. Their second place team is six and three, and the first place team is seven and two. But I have more points than both the teams ahead of me. So I'm hoping they could hit a couple losses and I keep doing what I'm doing. Because I've, I've had bad luck, really. I should be way better than five and four. I looked at it, I should really be seven and two. Because there was one week I was just awful, another week where it's like, all right, tip the hat. I wasn't that good. Um, but I've had weeks where I put up a ton of points and I face off people who are having like these monster games. It's the problem with fancy football. You don't actually get to play defense against the person you're playing. So I think most overall points really proves who the best team is. And that's me. It's right. Be best. I'm fantasy football boss. I'm boss. So check out my show on fancy, uh, on Facebook live every Sunday. Uh, what else can I tell you kids? Uh, baseball fans, I will be back with Comedians Talking Baseball. I'm Mike Bryanstein. This week we'll be dropping an episode. I'll be a 2018-year interview, and then we'll be previewing the offseason as well. we got some fun st- topics we're going to do throughout the offseason just to keep it fresh. And uh, anything else I can talk about? No, I ranted enough for you guys. You know what? Keep, keep listening. Uh, I'll be back with guests. I'll make it up to you. Sorry these last few have just been me, and I've been a little inconsistent with uh, dates in which I'm releasing it. I'm thinking maybe I release every Tuesday. And Friday, like Tuesday episode with a guest, Friday episode just me. I'm going to figure that out. I'm really, this weekend when I'm in Appleton, I, you know, during the day, I'm just focusing on this, um, you know, because you guys know I'm a stay-at-home dad during the day, and then I do stamp at night. But, you know, this weekend I'll, I'll be on the road, so I'll have the time to really, you know, I'm going to book out. I'm going to book out the rest of the year. I'm serious. I'm getting after it because I'm not going to disappoint you guys anymore. Uh, again, can't thank you guys enough for listening. Write a review on iTunes. It does go a long way. Tell your friends. Share the links. Do whatever you can. Uh, Because I love doing it, and I hope you love listening to it. This has been Kill Gallon's Pub. Cheers.